What is up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the next episode of the Three Peaks Fitness Podcast. I'm Coach Mark. I'm Coach Lynette. Today, we've got a good one for you guys. This is really important. So listen up, kids. Yes, this comes from our experience with our gym members, and we think it's really important. Yeah, and it's kind of actually sort of a piggyback off of what we did last week Mm -hmm. and how important the dial method is. Um, It really has to do with how you gauge making progress. Mm-hmm. And one of the big issues that we see, not just our clients, but just society in general, yeah. uh, is we gauge our progress solely on the scale. Yeah. Right? What do I weigh? And we have this tendency to have a number that we've decided on yep. as, as the gold standard for our health. Right. You know, oh, you know, I want to weigh it. When I weigh 160 pounds, then I'll be healthy. Then I'll be happy. Yeah. That's the, that's the number. But... Let me ask you guys listening, have you ever stopped and really thought why yeah. that number? Why is that number so right? important? You want, I'm sure everyone listening, a number just popped up into your head, <laughs> right? And that, yeah. that number that you want to weigh. Yeah. But stop and take a second and really think why, right? Let's say you want to weigh, your goal is to weigh 160 pounds. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Right? Like, do you really know why? Is there a, is there a legitimate reason right. why you want to weigh that amount of weight? Why 160? Yeah. Why not 163? Yeah. Why not 157? Yeah. Why not 170? <laughs> why, you, you know, chances are you can't come up with a really good reason. And that's because the number on the scale, it doesn't tell the entire story. No. It's one very small piece of a very large puzzle. Yeah. And um, the reason why... We started with that is because weight has been used in our society to invoke feelings, yeah. deep feelings of insecurity. So we live we live in an Instagram world full of models, right? Yeah. Who watch movies full of beautiful movie stars. We're bombarded with commercials that make us feel insecure. Uh, and on top of this, we live in a hypersexualized society that values looking good. Mm-hmm. way too highly, right? Whatever looking good means. Yeah. Um, the fitness industry, the beauty industry, you know, the modeling, and they all, they've created these standards mm-hmm. that are unattainable yeah. for most of us um, and are actually unattainable even for the models and the movie stars. Yes, and the, <laughs> yes they you know, are. Long term. Yeah. Um, and so it's important to remember that these forms of media, they're trying to get something from you. They're trying to get you to spend money, right? Uh, movies want to have, you know, really fit, good-looking movie stars because sex sells and yeah. you are more likely to go watch a movie with good-looking people in it, yeah. right? You're going to spend money on that movie. Instagram uh, models or, or fitness influencers, right, they are trying to sell you their program. Yeah. Right. And so even if you're not consciously thinking this way, when you look at that Instagram influencer, and again, I'm, I'm sure just saying Instagram fitness influencer, someone has popped into your head. Yeah. Right? You look at them and you envy the way they, that they look. Yeah. And you think that by taking part in their program, you'll end up looking like them. Mm-hmm. And so basically the point I'm getting at is that you, uh, the, these, all these industries, right, fitness, movie, Hollywood, everything – they are trying to make you feel insecure, right? So that they can sell you something yep. to supposedly take the pain away. Yes. 
You know, <laughs> they, are, they they create a problem and then they sell you the solution. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's important that you are really careful uh, that careful not to let these external media sources mm -hmm. impact your self esteem. Now I know it's easier said than done. Uh, yeah. But start bringing awareness to it, and yeah. and you really need to stop uh, comparing yourself to these people that you see that that again they don't even look like that year round nope fitness or uh, excuse me well fitness influencers especially you know half of them are on yes gear but anyway <laughs> um movie stars right they diet down mm -hmm. and follow these ridiculous crazy diets and crazy workout routines that aren't sustainable they don't look like that year round nope they, they don't look like that. They call it getting down to their movie weight. Getting down to their movie weight. Mm -hmm. Models. Yeah. Right? Same way. Photo Model. shoot weight. Yeah. Photo shoot. Yep. And then, so not only do they not look like they, that year round, they also have Photoshop. Yeah. Right? Those right. The are photos are enhanced up. even the after all the cellulite. suffering. Yeah. Everything is, they, they get rid of everything. <laughs> then there's the lighting and the, you know, the airbrushing and the, the spray tans. And there's just so much going on there that we don't even know. Yeah. Um, and so comparing yourself to them and thinking that you should look that way is it's just not healthy right and i think the first step you mentioned it before is just just be aware of it mm -hmm. like when you see it like okay that is not reality there's things going on there technical things and extreme behaviors that i'm not aware of yeah and so i would say the first step is to start curating your social media and stop following anyone that makes you feel insecure just unfollow them Mm -hmm. And start following accounts that make you feel better. Yeah. Like my Instagram is full of uh, ocean animals. <laughs> I feel great yeah. looking at whales. <laughs> whales don't make you feel insecure. No, and sea turtles? No. <laughs> yeah, they don't judge you. <laughs> and they're not trying to sell you anything. No, they're not. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, long story short, uh, you have to understand that we get so fixated on the number on the scale, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. Yeah, yeah. We, and there, there's actually some really great ways to track progress. We're not saying never track anything, but there's some really awesome ways to track mm -hmm. your progress. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And just, just to give you guys some context, right? So The Rock, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Right, big movie star, you know, biggest celebrity on the planet. Big hunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies love him. Guys want to be him. Beef, that, the, beef the whole cake. Line. Yeah. Beef cake. <laughs> so he is technically obese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, according to the scale. According to the scale. He's according obese. According to BMI, if he went to his doctor. Yep. You know, do you think The Rock's doctor is saying, hey, man, you need to lose some weight? <laughs> it's like, okay, what, what weight is he going to lose? Right. Right. And the whole point of me telling you this is that the weight, weight does not tell the whole story. Half the time... You know, when you go in and your doctor is saying, oh, you need to lose some weight, you know, it's because they're just, they're probably a lazy doctor and they're just using the BMI scale to tell you what, what it is that you should weigh. Yes. The BMI is an outdated tool. Yeah. It's very frustrating yeah. when, when you get a doctor that's just going off BMI. Yeah. It's not realistic. Yeah. Half the time, be like, okay, doc, I need to lose some weight. What's your BMI? Ask your doctor next time. <laughs> right. I guarantee you they don't, they, they're not in a healthy weight. And that's because the the BMI was actually created in the 1800s. Yeah. And it's gone through a lot of different iterations. But basically, it still comes down to your height and your weight. Right. It doesn't take into account uh, 
lean body mass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just how tall are you? Right. How much do you weigh? And if you fall outside of the little, yeah. you know, green box that they want you to and you start moving into the yellow, yeah. orange, red, oh, you're obese. Yeah. You're it doesn't obese. take into account your bone density, you know, yeah. or your, yeah, lean, lean muscle mass. And, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not taking activity level. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really a shame because your body, your body is at its healthiest mm-hmm. when it has an abundance of lean muscle and, yeah. and a strong cardiovascular system. Yeah. So did you ever stop to think why is it that this system that is so widely used, right? Mm. BMI, why is why is that the standard when it doesn't even take those things into account? Cuz it's easy. Cuz it's easy. <laughs> Doctors are late, lazy. Yeah. In American healthcare. Oh, don't get me started. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just easy. But yeah, so we really want to learn how to change our perception on progress. Yeah. We need to change our perception on what progress is and what progress means to us. This is this requires a little bit of a paradigm shift. Yeah. So don't expect this to like instantly happen. Like, oh, I'm going to now track my progress this other way. Once mm-hmm. you decide to start tracking different things, it will take time. And yeah. even, I mean, we're all so programmed, you know, even after you've like, oh, I've changed, you know, it's been a year or two since you were tracking your weight. That that old way of thinking may sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Expect it to happen. It's yeah. okay, and just know that oh, that's my old way of thinking trying to crop up again. Yeah. And just you know, face it and don't be don't be don't get mad that yeah. old, old ways try to creep up. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but this sure. is a paradigm shift. Yeah. So expect expect it to be a little bit of a challenge, but it's also very liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So so what you want to do when you're trying to learn. When you're trying to shift this paradigm, you want to think of fitness as a skill. Yes, and it's a skill. I want to start off uh, with an example, right? Let's say you wanted to learn how to play the guitar. Would you judge your progress exclusively on whether or not you were able to play the guitar solo in Freebird Yeah. Leonard Skinner, right? Yeah. Like one month in, if you couldn't play that guitar ah, solo, would you be solo. like, oh, I failed. Oh, I'm a failure. I fa- yeah. Why can't I do this? Right. Three months in. Six months. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, ridiculous. Because playing the guitar is a skill and it takes time mm-hmm. to master that skill. And not only that, within that, within the skill of playing that guitar solo, there are countless sub-skills yeah. that you need to master, right? You need to master all mm-hmm. these little things before yeah. you're able to, to play that guitar solo. Um, but I guess the question is, why do we view fitness so differently, right? Like fitness is a skill. Learning to exercise is a skill. Learning to eat healthy is a skill. And these skills take time to develop. Um, so it's important that you're able to take a step back and acknowledge the progress that you've made. Yes. Even if that progress hasn't led you to your obscure random goal, goal weight that you decided you want to weigh. Right. And there are skills in health and fitness that seem like they have nothing to do with health and fitness. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation last night with someone that she realized – that one of her health and fitness skills that she didn't have until recently was the ability to talk to to get support from people around her. Mm. And she goes, I can't have health and fitness unless I am surrounded by other people that are supporting what I'm trying to do. And she says, I always thought I was supposed to do it by myself. That was her paradigm. Mm. That it's, you know, she's superwoman and she has to do this by herself. 
Yeah. So she is learning the skill of talking to others, having conversations, asking for what she needs. Those are, you cannot get healthy without being able to ask for what you need and be mm. able to ask for help. Yeah. So that is a skill. Yeah. And that's a big one. I think with yeah. t- typically moms more than dads. Yeah. We see like, like a lot of mother, you know, super moms. Yeah. To, you know, keep running the household. They're working. They're doing this, that, you know. Super mom or martyr mom. <laughs> <laughs> martyr mom. Yeah. 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 That's an, that's a big hurdle. If you can't learn how to recruit help, make yourself a priority, your health and fitness isn't going to happen. So yeah. why not track that skill? Right. Right. There's, yeah, that's a perfect example. <laughs> there are so many different skills that you can yeah. track that will show you that you're making progress even when the number on the scale isn't dropping. So yeah. fun fact, did you know that according to the CDC, only 23% of Americans get enough exercise? Mm. So, and, the, the, and enough exercise mm. is really oh. hardly anything. It's yeah. 150 <laughs> minutes, so two and a half hours mm-hmm. of moderate intensity exercise and two days of strength training okay so So, for the masses like i've been taught that since elementary school that those numbers that amount of exercise is just to avoid diseases this isn't for thriving so you should actually at some point be able to do more than that yeah yeah well you (laughs) yeah yeah, right you want to be able to do more than that but yeah so basically if you were to work out at oh i don't know progressive athletics three days per week, <laughs> that would put you automatically yes. in the 77th percentile. Not there even, not even talking about, okay, how much did I lift that day? Yeah. How much, you know, how many reps did I get that day? Not even work, not even worry yeah. about the details. If you were to just work out yep. three days per week, you're there already you ahead of, right. of a majority. And of, that is progress. Right. That, and that just is showing progress. up, just showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, another one. Did you know that eating three servings? Well, this is a really interesting one. Eating three servings of veggies and two servings of fruit per day can reduce your risk of death by thirteen percent. Reduce your risk of death from cancer, and this is from Harvard, by the way, so this is legit. Um, reduce your risk of death from cancer by ten percent. Reduce your risk of death from heart disease and stroke by twelve percent, and reduce your risk of death from respiratory disease by thirty-five percent. That was surprising. The respiratory one is surprising. Yes. Now, I'm sure there are some, it's like, you know, yeah. c- correlation, causation, right. s- debate could be it could be had. That's but, true. If you're eating vegetables <clears throat> and fruits, you're probably not smoking. Right. You're probably not smoking. <laughs> but that doesn't make it insignificant. Right. Because I think that's very telling that people, these habits build on each other. Yeah. Right. And if you are the type of person who has developed the skill of fitness, mm-hmm. then, then yes, if you're eating, you know, three servings of veggies, two servings of fruit a day, yes, you probably are also working out, right? Yeah. Because you've developed the skill of fitness. Yeah. But you don't want to be dismissive of that fact, right? Because j- just saying, oh, well, yeah, of course they live longer because they are, they they probably also, you yeah. know, go for walks. They probably aren't as sedentary. They probably yeah. it all goes together. It yeah. all goes together, and it's all about momentum. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you might not start out, you know, eating three servings servings of uh, right. veggies a day, two servings of fruit, you know, exercising three, four, five days per week. You might not start out that way. Right. You may only start out working out one day per week yeah. and eating one serving of veggies per week, but eventually yeah. it compounds, right? Mm-hmm. As you learn how to navigate your life with these skills, mm-hmm. you eventually reach that point where you, again, develop the skill of fitness. Yeah. 
Definitely. Oh. And you make it easier for yourself as you start putting those skills in. You're making your future, making it easier for your sh- future self to make even better decisions mm. and get more skills. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Right? Because the people around you start to get used to that. Mm. So when I started the health and fitness, you know, my my journey here, like everyone around me thought, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> She's not going to stick with it. <laughs> but uh, as time went on, I started developing credibility because they're like oh you know six months went by oh she's still doing this so the same thing happens like when you stick with something pick something you can stick with Mm -hmm. you know something simple don't want to take on too much at once but as you develop that skill and get better and better at it and you're eating a little better eating a little better then you you are able to trust yourself because you're keeping your promises to yourself and then the people around you start to see oh they start to expect that from you, like, "Hey, where's your vegetable with dinner? I thought mm-hmm. you always had a vegetable with dinner." Mm-hmm. You start, it, so your your environment starts to support you, yeah, because they start to expect that. And you start make it easier for yourself, and then <laughs> on the other side, you end up becoming the good influence. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like if you can see it through, yeah. if you could get get through that point where yeah. where you know you get your support around you, yeah, then it turns from them taking you seriously into like, yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll come to the gym with you, you know, this yeah. week and kind of, you know, just see, see what it's all about. You know, you, yes. you start, you start impacting people in a positive way. Especially if you're a parent, whatever mm-hmm. your kids see you do, even if they don't do it the first 20 years of their life or whatever, yeah. that is a profound example. Yeah. If they see their parent doing it, they will eventually do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we just hit another way of tracking progress yes right yeah how supportive are the people in your life yeah you know that's another way that's another indicator of hey am yeah. I, i'm on the right track i'm developing yeah. the skill of fitness you know if your husband or wife or whatever mm-hmm. you know was kind of like yeah okay we'll see yeah a skeptic i'll see you back here in, in uh in chocolate cake land in, yeah. in a month you know when you're done with this fat with this fad diet or this Fad workout. You right? could track if your they, street cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, that's another way to, yeah. to track your progress. Um, another way that is more specific to like exercising in general uh-huh. is tracking uh, your weight, not how much you weigh, but the weight you're, you're lifting. Working, what you're actually lifting, right? So, yes. uh, the standard squat for a woman, a beginner woman, uh, a woman who is a beginner to lifting, right? The squat is sixty-five pounds. Okay, right. Uh, for a man, it's 140 pounds. Okay. Those numbers, if you if you don't work out, if you don't lift with a barbell, you that may sound like, whoa, that's a lot of weight. It's not a lot of weight. We have people here at the gym who yeah. can do that like easily, like no problem. Yeah. It's not once you've been working out, it's really not a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, but it's a good way to again track progress. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did? Why is that not considered progress? But right. But the number on the scale is. Yeah. Right. And so our whole point in giving you these examples, guys, is that there are so many different ways that you can tell you're making progress. Yeah. And if you're only fixated, if you're only, only, only focused on what the number on the scale says, you'll drive yourself crazy. And I can almost guarantee you, I can, I can almost guarantee you, you will not make progress if you're only focused on the number of the scale. And if you do, it won't be sustained. Because doing that does not Mm -hmm. arm you with the necessary skills to make legitimate, long-term, you know, sustainable 
progress yeah, with your fitness. Uh, tracking only weight on the scale. In most cases, for the clients I work with, it, it is just most of the time it's very discouraging because mm -hmm. when you're building all these skills that not are, that are not showing up on the scale, then um, when they keep getting on the scale, they don't. It blinds them. It's like putting blinders on. You can't see the things that are happening. So um, they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not losing. You know, it's been eight weeks. I haven't lost any weight." I'm like, "Yeah, but." You're, you don't feel guilty about eating food anymore. You're eating slowly. You're, you're having conversations at the dinner table mm -hmm. instead of watching TV while you're eating. They're like, all these great things are happening. Their nutrition levels going up, their energy levels up. And, but they're blind to all of the wonderful breakthroughs they've made because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, but the weight, the weight's the same. You know, yeah. it's always, oh, yeah, but. You know, they minimize all that progress, like, but the weight is the same. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and I've even had it, it go to an extreme where someone had an emotional breakdown because, oh, I've done things perfectly for six weeks and the needle didn't move, the weight didn't move, and she just fell apart. Yeah. Right? And that's the damage that scale tracking can do. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be careful with it. Like, uh, I would suggest most people should just throw their scale away or just don't get on it. Yeah. You know, more than once a month. Right. Yeah. If you, if you can't hand, if you're the type of person where you can be okay with whatever the weight is and you're, it's just out of curiosity, you're just like, oh, I wonder how much I weigh. You could hop on once a month, yeah. maybe twice a month. Like then that's okay. If you genuinely can't handle that. But if you're the type of person where you get fixated on yeah. why is the number moving? Why is it, why isn't it going down? Why is it, and you weigh yourself Toss every it. day, twice a day? Yeah, it's, it's not good for you. It's going to be counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Stop weighing yourself. Yeah, it sabotages everything, and again, it blinds you to what the progress you're really making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. It's um, so kind of bringing it all together, guys. It's really it's important to understand that real real progress. It's not sexy. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. It just takes time. Don't be a child. Don't right. be impatient. Just settle in, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're you're trying to get in shape for the rest of your life. You you literally have the rest of your life to do this. Yeah. So why are you in such a rush to see some obscure number yeah. on a scale that you just thought of that has no basis in reality for for what is actually good for you? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Just just chill out. And I, I, lo I love this quote, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes it comes from Captain Jack Sparrow. That's right. Pirates of the Caribbean. The great philosopher. The great philosopher. He was wise, man. He was great wise. Great philosopher Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Uh, and he always said, or he said, the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. Yeah. And when it comes to progress, the problem is not the fact that you aren't losing weight. The problem is that you think you should be losing weight when you haven't put the necessary time and effort into developing the skills necessary to make that happen. Yeah. And the way you develop those skills is by focusing on other areas of progress outside of the scale, like the ones we just talked about. Yeah. And learning to enjoy the journey. Stop focusing solely on the destination. Right. And tracking is very individual. So... You know, if at first you're like, well, what do I track? I don't know what to track. Well, give yourself some time to figure that out over time. Like for some people, tracking hemoglobin, that's how they know. Because like, oh, I, you know, my hemoglobin is going up. 
that's how I'm going to track my progress or um, how they feel, how the food feels in their gut, like, you know, be able to figure out what foods make them feel their best and what foods they have a tendency to have negative reactions to. That's a whole, that's a big project for some people to figure mm. out what foods, especially if you have like IBS or something like that, mm. track mm -hmm. your progress according to, oh, what foods, you know, being able to know which foods you're able to um, eat well without having a reaction to them. Yeah. So uh, it's a very individual thing, but very satisfying when you figure out your health markers that you want to track. Yeah. 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 And, and, and because doing that makes it sustainable. Mm -hmm. I just, I just saw, do you know who Brandon Carter is? No. He's a fitness okay. influencer, like super ripped dude, <laughs> you know, online, online trainer, even though he's not doing any of the training. <laughs> uh, I saw a video of him saying that he was actually saying the opposite of what we always say. So he was saying, mm. he, was, he was like, I don't think it's a, it's a good idea to, uh, you know, play the long game and make slow progress. I think it's better to go really, really hard and lose a lot of weight and then learn the skill of maintaining. And now this guy has like millions of followers. Like one of the, he's one oh. of the bigger, you probably would recognize him if you saw him. He's one of the, he's one of the bigger online trainers. I think a fairy died. I, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Dude, you call yourself a trainer and this is what you're telling people? That is terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. The skill that just shows me how ignorant he is and how <sighs> but I think it's a really perfect example of what we're talking about with yeah. how you have to be careful because I'm sure that's I'm sure he wants people his followers to think that so he can sell them a, a ridiculous unsustainable program. That uh, that appeals to the get rich quick or the the fix yes. it quick. That's oh, exactly oh I, can, I can just fix this real quick and then I'll figure out how to keep the weight off. It exactly. appeals to that, that, you know, hurry up yeah. uh, syndrome that we all have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a get rich quick scheme for, for your weight. health. Yeah. And it only benefits the people selling you that because yeah. then, because it's not sustainable for anyone, when you inevitably stop making progress, mm -hmm they can always turn around and say, well, are you doing what I told you to do? Right. You know, oh, it, you're not still only it, eating 1,200 calories a day? Well, if you, were, if you just could stick to 1,200 calories a day, you'd still be making progress. You're not doing the program, so yeah, yeah it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, your program, it's the program that's broken. Yeah. <laughs> the whole premise of the program is broken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really a shame, and, you know, we hope you guys really take to heart what we're saying because – Yeah. There's no shortage of fitness influencers, you know, movie stars. There's no shortage of industries mm -hmm. out there that are preying on your insecurities and trying to make you think that there's something wrong with you and that they can sell you the thing to fix that. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just you're where you are because of the skills you have. Yeah. Right. And so it's just a matter of developing the skill of health and fitness yeah to get you to a, a healthier place exactly and that's all it is yeah sadly it's it's not sexy yeah <laughs> it's not sexy it's not but uh the people that are you know have tried all the things and then they finally come to us and go all right let's do what really works you yeah. know and and they're willing to do the slow you know tortoise versus hare mm -hmm. kind of thing I tell you what, a few months in uh, or a year in, they're just like, oh, my gosh, I am I am liberated. I am free. I feel great. 
yeah, that everyone is so happy when they finally change their paradigm. Yeah, and that's so, yeah, that's such a good point because doing it that way, it's just it's just less stressful, man. You take all that pressure off yourself because yeah. when you're in your mind, you're like, oh, I need to, I want to, I want to lose forty pounds, you know, and this program yeah. says I can lose forty pounds in in three months. Yeah, and it's that's it's like a, a doomsday clock. You just, know, you're, you know, buy the meals or use the app or whatever it is that yeah. they're selling. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's like too stressful, and you're already stressed out with everything else going on in your life. Why are you gonna fitness shouldn't be stressful? It should be, or I should let me repeat that. It should it should be uh, positively stressful. Yeah. You know, in okay. A, in a positive way, like it should, it shouldn't right. stretch you so far that you break. Yeah. Right. And you should be able to fit it into your life, find mm -hmm. ways to fit it into your life rather than trying to reshape your whole life to fit mm -hmm. someone's program. Right. So yeah, that's how, you know, that's the red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. have to rearrange your whole life to fit someone's program. Then that's a red flag. Run the other way. Yeah. Uh, that, and then, yep. Final takeaway. If your doctor only uses BMI, uh, find another doctor. <laughs> so annoying. Or, or just call them out on it, you know. Or, yeah, just call them and out. Just say, I don't think BMI is the best way to, you know, test. Yeah. To, to track my progress. Yeah. Yeah, challenge them on it. Yeah, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's all we got for you guys today. Do you have anything else? That is it. That's it. All right, guys, work on shifting that paradigm. Yes. And just remember, there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine the way you are. You yeah. just have to develop the skills of fitness to get to where you want to be. That's right. All right. We will talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye.